Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Everybody, hello. Welcome to Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 72. I am Big Daddy. I'm joined once again by my beautiful co-host, Alicia Brown. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Hi, Big Daddy. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? How was your weekend? My weekend was pretty good. Pretty good. And the start of my week was pretty good, too. Hopefully, everybody's was as well. Good, good, good. I want to start this show off by an apology. And I'm apologizing to all my fans out there that do listen. Last week, I screwed up. Um, technical dif- the technical difficulty was my fault. We were getting into a good show, and I accidentally did something stupid. And we lost contact. I apologize. So, we're going to make up for that this week. We're going to talk about some of the stuff we would have talked about last week and, um, to, you know, go on from there. Um, I'm not going to talk about Captain Cheetos at all today because really no more we can say about him. But um, I want to talk about the BET Awards last night. Um, I saw bits and pieces of it. I did see the new edition uh, tribute, which I thought was off the hook, and I thought it was a great mm-hmm. I to have the people that did the movie come out and dance with them. I thought it was great. I like Pops, and I think that was probably the best part of the award show. Like, like I said, I flipped in and out. I'm not a big award show person, and um, I want to get your opinion, Felicia. Um, first of all, did you watch the whole show? Did you watch the of it? How much did you say? Um, I caught up with like the second in the second hour, but what I missed, I I rewatched um as it re-aired, you know, after uh, the show. So yeah, I'm pretty caught up with everything. Okay. Um, I heard Mary J looked good. Um, when she came out, um, of course the new edition thing. That's all I pretty much saw. I saw a couple things here there. What did you think about Leslie Jones's performance as far as her hosting a show? Because I got one set of opinion. I want to get your opinion because I do respect your opinion on this thing. What did you think? Yeah, How I'm well actually, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people saying that they didn't like her. Um, I, for one, I mean, I thought she was good. I mean, I thought it was great to see a woman hosting and, Everyone, well, some people are are comparing her to the comedian and actress Monique when she did it, and you know, you know, you really can't compare them because, like music and like uh, movies, comedians are not going to fit everybody's you know mold or going to be everybody's favorite either. And you know, if you're going to compare her to Monique, you have to compare you know, their careers and where they came from. If anybody doesn't know, Leslie Jones and Monique, they're um, the same age. Leslie Jones actually started doing stand-up comedy before Monique about two years prior. So, you know, they're running around the same kind of career pattern here. So I thought she was good. My only issue with her was that she was just a little loud and, 
you know, she could have been nervous or that's just how she is. So if she didn't like it, just turn and channel. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Um, From what I see to Leslie Jones, here's my opinion. I agree with what you said. You can't compare her to Monique because that's two different type of comedians. One. Two, Leslie Jones is more of a, and I'm not trying to sound that way, but with her being on SNL, she does a different style of comedy than what Monique does. So, by saying that, I'm not answering this one, by saying that, um, I think Monique did a great job. I think Leslie Jones did a pretty decent job. You can see when she was nervous and she was trying to get through it and she was trying to get everybody to embrace her. And maybe she was trying a little bit too hard. I don't know. But I think she did a, a decent job. I think I ain't going to say decent. I say, I'm going to say she did a good job. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you have her back again. She'll be a little bit more looser and a little bit more calm the next time through. And um, the one thing I did see she did was when she went back in time to talk to her former self, I thought that skit was funny. Right. I actually chuckled a couple of times. I thought it was funny. And plus, Leslie Jones, let's be honest, she's hot right now. So she appeals to a crossover audience. So you got to consider mm-hmm. that, too. I'm not talking about Monique, but Monique catered to mostly Blacks, I hate to say it like that, and Leslie Jones appeals to a crossover audience, and I feel as though the executives at BET was trying to bring more of a diverse, you know, diverse, you know, uh, uh, viewers to watch the BET Awards, because the BET Awards wasn't just on BET. It was on BET, it was on Spike TV, it was on Centric, it was on um, TV One. Mm. So they were trying to draw more people. It was literally on, oh, it was on Comedy Central. Mm. All the different stations that carried the BET Awards last night. So I understand the logic and what BET was doing by hiring Leslie Jones. And 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 you know, I... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry to cut you off, but I just feel like, especially women, we should just be happy that a woman hosts a show. I mean, on the flip side, for the more predominantly white um, award shows, you've seen Ellen host, you know. So let's just be happy that we have black women we can use to host these award shows, you know. it's It's been you know, male-dominated, and, you know, I'm not going to lie, but white-dominated. So let's just be happy that a black female did a good job hosting this award show, and it was a decent award show last night. I and, and totally agree. And we just got to stop kicking each other. And everybody should rally behind this woman and support her. But it seemed like everybody was trying to kick her because she wasn't today liking or whatever. I appreciate what she did, and hopefully she opened the door for another young comedian to come along, another young black female comedian to come along and do the same thing. Right. I feel, you know, because of the way she looks, um, she's always going to face some type of backlash, and that's sad. She even made a joke in reference to her pictures getting leaked. Yeah. <laughs> her, her new pictures getting leaked. I thought that was funny. I was like, that was funny and that was good on her. Cool of her. She even poked fun of herself. You know, people got to be careful, especially famous people got to be careful to, when you take these new photos, you can get hacked and people can see them and post them all over the place. Mm-hmm. Now, behind the scenes, I was telling Valicia, Two incidents that happened. Anybody that was on World Star Hip Hop um, this past day know that the Amigos rap group got into it with Chris Brown. Chris Brown was just standing there. They got out the car with some yelling went on, a bunch of security dudes jumping all over the place that separated them. Chris Brown ain't no punk either because he stood there. He didn't run. He stood there. So you see them facing off. I don't know what the beef was about, but they were beefing about something that almost turned into something. And then later on, 
uh, Migos was doing the. Am I pronouncing that right? Amigos. Migos. Migos. Yeah. Migos was doing an interview by um, these three people. They have a show called um. Crap! I forget the name of the show now. Anyway, the one dude's name is Joe. Joe Button. Yeah, Joe Button. Anyway. Yeah, him. And they were doing this interview, and the one guy was questioning him, but he, I think he was trying to play him while he was asking him the question because he kept saying, what'd you say? What'd you say? And you know these guys are like, I don't know if they're from down south or where they're from, but they have a southern drawl when they speak. So it wasn't mm-hmm. kind of hard to understand what they were saying, but I think he was trying to play them at the same time, kept asking them, so what'd you say? Say what? Say what? So the guy, Joe, was like, all right, we got to wrap this up. So when they went to go wrap it up, he got up, threw the microphone down, and walked off. So the three brothers, Amigos, stood up and was like, what'd you do that for? What's up? So they had to separate them. Things that, for the life of me. Um, anyway, the people that are responsible for this show, I think that they were trying to poke fun at them. Because you don't keep asking somebody what you say, what you say, what you say, what you yeah, say. Yeah, you're not uh, Stone Cold uh, Steve Austin. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so um, that went on. So um, so Amico's had a difficult night to start the show. I don't know what else happened, but that's what happened before they even got to the award show. While they were still pretty mm. much on the red carpet and coming into the show, this all happened. Um, that was about it that all I saw, you know, here and there. Like I said, the new edition tribute was off the chain. It was good to see all six of them stand together and perform. It was good that they even brought their manager who got them together back in the day. He came mm-hmm. up and took an award. And um, they're going back on tour. That's what uh, they announced, that they're having another tour. And um, it should be off the chain. Like, uh, hopefully hopefully this time around, everybody can stay so there ain't no outside egos. Bobby don't cut up a carry-on or do nothing. They can actually do the whole tour. Because I think that'd be good for them. And a lot of people fell for that new edition movie. Like, everybody, a lot of people liked the new edition movie. And me being one of them, I thought it was very good to be a TV movie. I thought it was excellent. And um, even my daughter, who's, please, my daughter's 20, and she liked it. Like, she don't remember none of the new edition songs or nothing like that. But after watching that movie, she started downloading stars songs uh-huh. and started liking them. And, um... How'd you feel about that, Felicia? Because I know you put up, you said that BET was taking you back to your youth and you was enjoying yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, besides the new edition reunion, we also saw an escape reunion. Um, and yeah. if anybody doesn't know, um, escape is actually the originating group of, uh, you know, rapper T.I.'s wife, Tiny. And um, they all look really good. So I'm glad to see, you know, 10 people from my, you know, past. And also in this music industry, they might have had their rough times, but they grew up to, you know, be older and they're okay. So it looks really good. They sound good, you know, and they all made really great music. And, you know, they also announced that they are going back on tour. So it was just good to see. And it's good to see, you know, other groups that I also like, New Kids on the Block and Sync, um, you know, the men, they all acknowledge, you know, these groups that were prior to them, you know, kind of paving the way. So it was really cool and it made me feel really good about, you know, my era growing up because we don't hear that anymore. So it was really good. You know how, how I feel about that? I'm I'm liking the fact that these people are going back out on tour. And maybe some of these younger people who are starting to get into their career and starting to do tours and stuff, watch what these people are doing and Mm -hmm. learn from their mistakes and learn from what they do right. Because a lot of the people you mentioned have been touring for years, and they know the ropes. They know the tricks of the trade. And I hope these younger people will take this chance to learn it as entertainers and even as in just younger fans, like, come on out and check out a concert where you don't have to worry about, because nobody's going to come to a new edition concert with a gun and try no stupid stuff because it's a more mature crowd. 
Right. So, you know, enjoy, like, just come out and enjoy a good show. And sidebar to that, and I know I keep popping on this new addiction thing because while I was watching, I was pumped. I'm like, yo, but <laughs> these brothers are older than me, and they was out there dancing their ass off. Were you dancing too, Big Daddy? No, see, I just got out of the gym, so all I was doing was sitting there. <laughs> I was sitting there shoulder dancing, but I wasn't standing dancing because, you know, my legs are pretty much like, all right, you had enough for one day, sir. But <laughs> it took me uh, a minute just to get up to go walk to the shower to take a shower. And I woke up this morning and both my legs was like, oh, you were pretty busy yesterday, sir. But I feel good. I, feel, I, know, I know I got a little bit off the subject, but um, it was a good show. Kudos to It DC. was. I, I also you know, love t- the uh, how they're acknowledging, you know, young people that are doing things for the community yes. and, you know, helping yes. out. It was kind of like a very socially aware, um, culturally aware um, show. Um, I even noticed that they're kind of cutting back on, you know, the mumble mouth performers. Um, BET really has to watch that because at one point in the show, you know, they gave an award to a young lady who um, is very, like, you know, socially aware, woke, as they say. And, you know, right after she left the stage, they put Future on. And to me, Future is is a mumble mouth rapper, but thank God he had Kendrick Lamar with him. Um, Kendrick Lamar, who we love, very talented. So they they just have to watch that. But I I thought it was a great show. Unfortunately, um, Bruno Mars is getting some flack right now. Um, What? You didn't see it. He really did. He was the opening for the show last night. Um, they're saying that he's appropriating black culture. Um, Bruno Mars, whose father is, I believe, white and Puerto Rican, and his mother is Filipino. So they're saying that he's not black. How could he be this funk artist? Which is totally not fair because there have been other people of different races who captured other, you know, genres of music. And I said, if you're going to come at Bruno Mars, you really have to come at DeBarge, who did an excellent uh, tribute to one of the people that died last this year or last year, George Michael this year. Um, George Michael, who, you know, is white from England, but DeBarge is black. Um, biracial. What? Biracial, he's mixed. So, you know, he and his family, they've been accepted as black R&B and pop icons for decades. So it's just a bunch of these socially woke young people who haven't done their research and they're doing too much. Learn your history. You know, DeBarge is mixed. So is Bruno Mars. And they both, you know, perform and capture black music really well. So... Get it together, people. Here's my opinion on that. And Felicia, forgive me, but that is just so friggin' stupid to me. That statement <laughs> is stupid. Isn't it stupid? It's not about yeah. black music, white music, who does what. It's music. He's doing right? music. His music, his music appeals to our audience. I like Bruno Mars. Okay. I wish I would have saw his performance. I'll go back and check it out later. But please do. Does it matter? What'd you say? I said please do check it out. It's it's really good. Yeah, I want to check it out. But just like you said, we accepted George Michael. We accepted the Barge. We accepted um Eminem. Eminem is straight up white man. <laughs> so he can come out there and rap, and ain't nobody booing him. And he's doing rap music, hip hop culture. Like we got to break down these stereotypical walls. It's like it's, it's just stupid to me. The man is making good music. Let him make his good music. It doesn't right. matter what color skin he has or where he's from or nothing like that. Because he's doing music. And Vogue had a uh, song way back in the day in the nineties, "Free Your Mind." The rest was mm-hmm. colorblind. 
gonna be so shallow. Exactly. Uh, uh, I'm off my soapbox now, but um, very good. You know, the decent show, BT, and keep up the good work. Do what you got to do. Any more about the BT Awards, Felicia? Before we move on. Yep. No, that's fine. Um. Lost train of thought. Also, the NBA had their NBA draft. And the NBA Awards is tonight also. And I don't understand why the NBA needs its own awards show. But the NBA <laughs> Awards show is tonight. I probably will be checking it out here and there. But also, Rawls on too. And Lesnar is going to be on Raw tonight. As well as LeVar Ball will be on Raw Tonight. Oh my goodness, he actually did it. He's going to be on Raw. Oh tonight. no. So I yes, read I rumors. Watching. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. It's damn true. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way I segue that in there. Yeah. But, um, so I'm going to be checking out the um, NBA awards show. Tonight, but I was saying before I got sidetracked, the NBA draft was just this past Thursday, and I was at the Sixers NBA draft party, and I brought my brought my real good friend Valicia Brown. We were there together, and it was hot as hell, and we stood in line for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But when we got yeah. But when we got in there, I really enjoyed myself. And, Felicia, I want to say thank you for coming with me and enduring that. I know it was a lot, and I appreciate you. Thank and, um, you for inviting me. It was a good experience. I, we got a chance to – I had a chance to meet with a couple of fans. Actually, was on Channel 10 News. I didn't see it. Everybody else saw it. And I tried to watch the 11 o'clock replay, and I wasn't on the 11 o'clock replay. So it is what it is, blah, blah, blah. But um, it was real good, you know, being out there. It was like four to 5,000 people, and then that's the numbers they said to me. I think it was more like 2,000, but it is what it is. But it was a lot of people <laughs> there. We all sat, and we all cheered when the Sixers made their pick. The Sixers had the number one pick, and they picked up um, Markel Folks, which now we got to be we, – hopefully we're starting to turn the corner now as far as the whole tanking and drafting and the process and trusted in the process. Now I hope that we can start to see the results of this process that we all trusted in. And um, we ran Sam Hinkie out of town, but all this uh-huh. came because of Sam Hinkie. Did you say something, Felicia? I laughed. Oh, yeah, we all um, – Ran Sam Hinkie out of town, and everybody booed Hinkie this, that, and he screwed the team up. But I could kind of understand where Sam Hinkie was coming from because we were put in the spot where we were making it into the playoffs in the eighth, the seventh seed, and it would get bounced out the first round, second round. So you're going to stay mediocre or you get real bad so you build up to bring a championship back to Philadelphia. And that's what we both want. What we all want is a championship in Philadelphia. And it, it, it's time. It's overdue. I was watching the whole Lakers versus Celtics um, 30 for 30. That was on ESPN. And the Sixers were mentioned in there once because, you know, the Sixers won the championship in 83. But outside of that, it's just been dominant teams through the 80s and 90s and into the 2000s or whatever. And it's time for the Sixers to start to come back so they can be dominant again. And you got Markel Folks, you have uh, Embiid, you have Dario Sarge, and you got Ben Simmons, now known as what was a smart um, name to think up because that's going to sell a ton of T-shirts now. Yeah, but, uh, Felicia, I want you to talk about your experience down there because you've never been to a draft party before. I want you to talk no, about I your haven't. experience and, and how'd you like it and everything. Um, well, this was my first one, so thank you for the experience. Um, I don't know how this no one was compared to other ones. 
Um, but, you know, like any big event, it's really sad to see that, um, you know, with the way things are going now with security issues and, you know, different things that are happening at events with lots of people, you know, they have to take extra precautions. And it's just really sad to see, you know, how long you had to wait in line, the process of getting, you know, getting patted down and getting wand down um, where they take the wand and kind of, you know, see if you're carrying anything. It's just sad to even think that someone would, you know, possibly bring something into an event. So that was my only, like, real big issue about it. But it was great. It was a a good um, way for vendors to promote and sell items. Um, It was just good to see happy people all together for one, you know, one cause. It's hard to get people on one page and to see all the red, white, and blue, not for America, but for the 76ers, um, (laughs) it was really good. And it it was really good to see all the fans coming to you. You were modest and humble. You said a couple fans. There were a lot of fans that came up to you, you know, gave you a pound, um, asked for pictures, um, fans that, you know, value your opinion and ask, you know, what you think about where we're going and, you know, it's like you're really part of the Sixers franchise and you, you know, you work for them. So it was really cool to see fans come up to you and I wouldn't want to have gone with any other person. And I'm glad I was next to you to share it. Oh, I'm glad you were there. And I appreciate <laughs> you too. And let's not get too sentimental because we're on the air. You're going to make me get emotional. So we're going to stop. Oh, <laughs> well, that, that's but you, I, not me. <laughs> I appreciate you. You coming out, and the thing that really got me about that night, and you, like you said, I'm a very modest person and a very humble person. I appreciate whatever comes my way, but what got me was when Mark Zumoff, who works for the Sixers, well, he's been announcing there for years. When he came walking over to shake my hand and give me a pound, like mm-hmm. you know, I had to stand back, like wow. Mm-hmm. You know, I've met him before. But, you know, it was in passing, but he knows who I am. And and it got to me, like, when I got home and started to settle down, I was like, wow, like, people really know who I am. You mm-hmm. know, and I didn't have a wig on or nothing like that, but, you know, they know who Big Daddy is, and I appreciate it. And it comes to just being humble and it, being faithful to my team. I represent yes. my team. I want to be there for my team, and, and you represent it too. And there was a couple other members of the Revolutionaries that was there, and, you know, we're all diehard fans. It is about the Sixers. It's about winning. It's about trusting the process. And I will continue to do that. I just hope that I'm here, still living, still breathing, to see them win this championship Aww. so I can be a part of that parade. You know what I'm saying? I just want to be there yeah. when we finally win. I want to be in the building. I want to experience that for myself because – in 83, I was 12 years old, so I remember them winning it, but it wasn't like I could go down and celebrate and do all that other stuff. And then when the Phillies won it in 2008, you know, I'm not a baseball person, but I would have liked to go to the parade and enjoy it, but I had to work. But if the Sixers win it, like, I have to be there for that. And I just hope, I, you know, I, the Lord blesses me to be there long enough to experience it. Because mm-hmm. this is like, a, it's been a... Uh, you know, a joy of mine to watch basketball, to watch the Sixers play. And I remember, and I think I've told the story before, when I went to my first Sixers game, I sat all the way up top, you know, in the, in the nosebleed seats. And I sat there as a kid, like, you know, I want to sit down all the way alone one time. And then the Lord mm-hmm. me that years later that I'm sitting five, six rows back from the floor. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, you know, I've been blessed, and, and I hope I'm blessed to actually see them win a championship, and I think we're going in the right direction. If everybody stays healthy and everybody continues just to trust in the process and believe. Mm-hmm. So um, anything else you want to talk about as far as the draft before we move on, Felicia? Draft, no, I'm just really, really excited, you know, for the new year so. New season, rather. Yeah, the new season's coming up. It starts in October. The, the list 
for the uh, Summer League has come out, and Markel Folks is playing in the Summer League, as well as, I'm not going to pronounce his name, I'm just going to say TLC will be playing in the Summer League. Oh, my goodness. With Folks. And also in the Summer League, again, will be Sean Long. And if anybody okay. remembers him, he was he was the one, you remember him, Felicia. Mm-hmm. He was the one that was in the D League that the Sixers brought up at the end of the season when the injury started happening, and he played pretty well. So he's still on the Sixers roster, and he's and he's playing a summer league. So I think that's kind of cool and good for him. I didn't get a chance to meet him when we were in Delaware, but he seemed like he's a pretty decent dude. So I look forward to seeing him, you know, play in the summer, and hopefully, you know, he makes it, you know, back to the D. No, I'm not saying he. I gotta say, I hope he makes it back on the team, and they don't cut him from the D League squad. Because I think he is a decent player, and I hope he doesn't go anywhere else. I like to see him stay in Delaware, and we move him back up to our main roster as the Sixers, so you know he can continue to play. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm going to take a commercial break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk two movie reviews. We got two movie reviews. And we're going to review All Eyes on Me, the Tupac movie, and we're going to review Transformers Last Night. And me and Felicia, I got a lot to say about that and people's opinions. But um, (laughs) we're going to come back with that. So we're going to take this commercial break, Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 72. Come on. Okay, I think we're having some technical difficulties. <laughs> so. Oh, I hear it. I hear it, but it's very low. So, we're just going to keep going. All right. Sorry. I tried to get the commercials in. It wasn't my fault. Um, welcome back to Big Day's Hard Talk by you. <laughs> <laughs> But um, we're going to do our movie reviews. I ain't going to do the roar. Maybe one <laughs> roar. Roar! Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the first movie we're going to review is All Eyes on Me. It was the the Tupac, uh, I don't want to say documentary, you know, biopic. That's pretty much what it was. Um, I thought it was good. I thought it was very good. I thought it was maybe, I ain't going to say maybe, it was one of the better ones I've seen, if you got to gauge them all. Um, it went over his life. I think the guy who played Tupac did a very good job. The guy who played Suge Knight did a good job. Uh, the guy who played Snoop sounded so much like Snoop that you actually thought that they dubbed Snoop's voice in. <laughs> he sounded just like Snoop. I enjoyed the music. Um, I give it a four. I give it a four. I think it's mm-hmm. good. And a lot of people are hating on this movie, and I'm tired of hearing about how the hate this movie's getting. It was a music video. No, it was a um, a YouTube video with actors in it. And Fifty Cent said it was trash. Jada Pickett had an issue with it. Um, she said a lot of the stuff in the movie didn't happen, but told the man's story to the best of its ability. Obviously, a lot of it was true, or I know his people would not have let them put it out, a Leah story. So you know uh-huh. a lot of the stuff had to be correct. So if they threw something here or there to make it a little bit more dramatic, it's a freaking movie. Who cares? I enjoyed it. I give it a four. I'm waiting for the next one, whoever else they do come out. Maybe um, a Death Row movie or a Bad Boy movie or a Public Enemy movie or anything. Oh, like my that. gosh. I'll definitely be there. 
to see it, um, and that's where I'm at with it. How about you, Felicia? I loved it. I don't know what people are talking about, but I also give it a four. Um, I've seen a lot of, you know, Tupac and Biggie East Coast, West Coast rap um, documentaries and, you know, biopics too. And I thought that was a good one. I mean, rarely any movie can make me say, oh, I could have seen a whole more hour, a whole more hour of that, you know. Um, it could have went on, and I felt it could have gone on. It was already a little bit on the long side, but, you know, it was just so engrossing that um, I could have stand to see, you know, more. Um, to the people that are hating in the music industry, it's just funny because these are people that will probably never have, um, you know, uh, a documentary or movie about their own life. 50 Cent, he had to make a, a fake movie about his own life, you know, Get Rich or Die Trying. Um, so, and, that movie was and, and if you see, right, if you see what he's doing now, he's, He's created a, a variety show on BET. So, you know, have fun, 50 Cent. Um, you're a hater. Um, I think right now we just need to respect the legacy of, you know, Tupac and Big and just accept it, you know. Um, the guy, Ship, he did a great job um, with as Tupac. I saw all the actors in that movie did a good job. So, I mean, I really don't see what the issue is. Um I did hear a little bit of rumblings that, you know, they couldn't ask, you know, what to be put in the movie because, of course, Tupac's mother did pass away um, shortly before the movie's release. And, you know, there's rumors going around that, like, the Illuminati or the the government or the industry actually had her killed. <laughs> So they can make what? this movie because, from what I understand, she was against the making of the movie. So I don't know, but um, it was a good movie. Everybody needs to move on. You can't please everybody. We're not here to please everyone. The movie was successful, and um, you know, I would definitely buy it on Blu-ray. There you go. Now the second movie we saw was Transformers: The Last Night. And again, I don't know what the hell everybody else saw. It was a good movie to me. I felt as though, was it long? Yes, it was long. It was two and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. But was it enough action in it to where it kept moving? Yes, it did. It was a lot of action. It was a lot of jokes. It was nowhere near in that movie I got bored. And... A lot of people said that Optimus Prime was only bad for about five minutes, and then he was good again, this, that, and the fourth. Yeah, duh, because Optimus Prime is like the main Autobot. You couldn't have him be evil the entire movie. Mm-hmm. He had to eventually turn back to what he was because you got little kids watching this, and you don't want them crying. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you can't have that. Um Kudos, kudos goes out to Anthony Hopkins because mm-hmm. I think he did a real bang up job to be. His, oh, I meant to find out how old he was. I didn't get a chance to, but for a man to be his age, you know, and it wasn't he wasn't like in a bunch of uh, action scenes, but he was in the movie a lot, and I think he did a good job. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, again, good job. Is I give it a four. I get out of four. I thought it was good. I'm looking forward to the next one. It, it introduced a new villain right with um Mega, not, yeah, Megatron. Right next to Megatron, you got another new villain that's going to be in. And they introduced a couple of other characters. And I think that it's going to be another good movie. And I give it a four. You don't like it to hell with you. I'm sorry, but I thought it was decent. Really? I agree. I don't I don't understand the flight from people. I don't know if they're just fan people or a younger audience that, you know, was expecting to see a typical Michael Bay blow up your city movie. But to me, that's not entertainment. I don't want to hear the loud, 
you know, effects and everything blowing up every two seconds. I don't want to hear it. I would rather see a developed story and, you know, good action to, to, to you know, fit in there and back it up. Um, I'm not a Michael Bay fan. I feel that he completely ruined, you know, a series like the Ninja Turtles. Um, I don't like what he's doing with them. And, you know, I don't like a lot of the blowing up stuff that he did in the Transformers movies either. But I really feel like he kind of, you know, cleaned this one up. There was some blowing up, but it wasn't a lot. Um, There was some fighting, but it wasn't a lot. The fighting was well-placed. The comedy was well-placed. You know, the talking scenes and the backstory, it all fit. So I really feel like these are just people that aren't even fans. They're probably too young to remember the original cartoon. Um, And you just can't please them. So, you know, what do you do? So I give it a 3.5. I thought it was great. I don't want the series to end, so hopefully it does continue, and it looks like it is. And that's where I'm at with it. I hope there is another one, and everybody can hate all they want, but you gave them your money to go see it. So, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> so um, other thing I wanted to talk about briefly, and then – um. I want to talk about the WWE pay-per-view last week that we didn't get a chance to talk about. But coming back around, today I sat and I watched the whole series of GLOW. This is Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. And it's a uh, Netflix series that just came out. is in season one of it. I thought it was decent. Like, I really, I'm not going to say it was the best thing I ever saw. But I thought it was good. It was good to see a lot of wrestlers get acting jobs. You had Karma slash Awesome Kong, who was in pretty much every episode, who really did a damn good job. Didn't she? Yes, she did. To be a wrestler, and I don't know if she acted before, but it's the first time I've seen her act. And for her not to be, not to have too many roles, I think she did a pretty damn good job. And I would like to see her in more things. Uh, John Morrison was in it briefly. Brodus Clay is in it. Uh, Alex Riley, who's the guy that was with the Miz? Uh-huh. Alex, Alex Riley, Riley, yeah. Right? Yeah, he was uh-huh. in it. Well, he had a, a brief scene in it. And um, Carlito. Hogan. Yeah, Carlito. Uh-huh. Rook Hogan and, uh, was in it. And Joey Ryan, yeah. Yeah, Joey Ryan was also in it. And I had to sit back and I had to clap and say kudos to these people that, one, they got an acting job. It was an acting job about wrestling, but it was what it was. I, I felt as though uh-huh. it wasn't too cheesy. It was it was, and, it was uh, comical. What did you say? Oh, no, just Chavo Guerrero as well. Yes. It wasn't too cheesy. It was um it pretty much talked about how Glow probably went. I know they got a little probably off a little bit off the subject and made it that way, but if you remember Glow from back in the eighties, it wasn't the greatest <laughs> wrestling show, but it was entertaining, especially a teenage boy, because you know, I was a big wrestling fan at that time and you see these women looking like model wrestling and I just thought it was crazy how bad it was, but it still was entertaining. I still watched it every week. And um, I just thought it was a funny series. I thought it was a funny series. I just cracked up laughing, especially the guy who played the director, <laughs> who's an actual comedian. I want to say it's, it's Moran, Baron, whatever his uh, name is. He was funny. It was some gross humor here and there, but for the most part, it was good. Belisha, you said you're episode five? Yeah, I'm about halfway in. It it was decent. I enjoyed it. So I recommend everybody watch. If you're a wrestling fan and if you were a Glow fan, check it out. It was pretty good. Now we're going to move on to something that I meant to talk about last week, but last week we got cut off, was the WWE SmackDown Money in the Bank pay-per-view. And, Valicia, I want you to give your opinion 
and you can rant the way you want to rant. Oh, I actually, I wasn't expecting to talk about this. I actually put this memory in the back of my head, so I I don't even remember the card. So you got this one, Big Daddy. I'll interject as you go. Okay. Um, it started off. I forget what the uh, pre-show was. Exactly. This is old news now. <laughs> yeah, it is old news. All right. Basically, they screwed up with the women's money in the bank. Because they started to show off with that. And it ended with Ellsworth climbing, the, climbing up the, uh, the ladder to drop the briefcase to Carmella. It would have been better if Carmella would just climbed up the freaking thing and won it herself. Just because, you know, it would have built her up. Then Tuesday came along, and they took it, the briefcase back from her. So they're going to have a Money in the Bank ladder match or SmackDown tomorrow. Basically, you're giving away the house for free. When you have people paying to see it, now they ain't got to pay to see it. I think that's dumb. Uh, New Day, Usos was a solid match. I liked Orton and Jinder Mahal. I think it could have been better. It's, it was, the chemistry a little off with that because I don't think Randy's really into it. And I think Jinder's definitely working his butt off. He's trying to – I love his interest. I think his interest is hot. Um, the Singh brothers are bumping their behind off of Randy. The saving grace of the whole pay-per-view – I know I'm skipping through it, but the saving grace of the whole pay-per-view was um, the men's money in the bank match. Baron Corbin is mm-hmm. with the money in the bank, and he's been teasing here and there, cashing it in. I don't think he's going to cash it in until SummerSlam because you know they're setting up for Super Cena to uh, come back on 4th of July and then go into SummerSlam wrestling during the Mahal. So you have the Super American against the Super, you know, heel and – Cena breaks uh, Flair's record, and then maybe Baron might cash it in then, which I would like because I'm a closet Baron Corbin fan. I think for a big dude, I think he moves well, and he's had decent matches. I just think they need to do more with him because he's the type of guy that you're going to love to hate if you just take the you know take the training wheels off him and let him do what he do. So that's my opinion on that. Um. That's about it. That's about yeah, it for I mean, the show today. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say it. I'm, I'm tired of, you know, WWE using what should be a close to the main event match as, like, an opening match. And, you know, you get all this, like, fluff in the middle, and then they use, you know, another match to try to save the pay-per-view. It's... It's a habit they really need to get out of, and they learn how they need to learn how to pace their shows better. If they're having an issue, don't have your pay per view go from eight to almost eleven, you know, with an hour pre show at the beginning. Just think about it a little bit better. It, it really it kills the steam out of the show, and you know we're using matches that aren't that good as excuse my language, but piss breaks, piss breaks, and fast breaks. So. Um, they really need to get it together, and hopefully they fix it up. There's a pay-per-view in our hometown, Philadelphia, coming, you know, later in July, and and I don't want to go. So you have to make these people want to see this stuff. And I'm still laughing at you, Pittsburgh. But um, yeah, but, you, but you're right though. And um, sidebar, which I skipped over, Naomi and Lana. Wrestled for the for the women's championship. That wasn't a great match. Alana, I like her, but I don't think she's quite ready for that role. And you can see where that match is just very clunky, and you can see how green she really is to the point where I actually see Naomi calling spots. And if I could see it, anybody could see it. So that's not they gotta true. Work you are that. a trained professional. She was obvious. She was very obvious. Yeah, but it's not a, you can see it, anybody can see it. Not everybody was a wrestler before. Well, 
I saw it. Anyway. Never watch wrestling with Big Daddy, by the way. Never watch wrestling with a professional wrestler because they are going to be calling everything that is wrong with it. And, yes, you do learn a lot, but just don't. (laughs) They will single-handedly ruin the mystique of wrestling for you. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just, hey. But you've heard me pop. If something's good, if something's good, I'll be the first one to tell you it's good. But if something's yeah, bad, I'll be the first one to tell you it's bad. And I've learned so much. Somebody. I've learned a lot just sitting, you know, under you watching wrestling. But it's just funny to see you call everything that you know is, you know, <laughs> going to happen or something that did happen. <laughs> like when we was at NXT. I think I called one of the finishes, and you looked at me with this look like, shut up. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. Anyway, um, we're going to uh, wrap this show up. I'm sorry about the commercial break, but technical difficulties. We made through this show all the way through with nothing going on. Uh, we will be back next Monday um, for another show. Hopefully, I will have a guest. It's, not a, it's somebody who's been on the show before. Uh, it's Crispin Crosby. I want to talk to him about what he experienced. If he was a part of the BET Awards this past week, or yesterday, rather, and I want to you know, get a couple experience of how it was, you know, what happened, what he saw. So I want to talk to him. Um, that's about it. You know, good luck to everybody. Have a good time. The weather's getting hotter out there, so be careful. Check on your old folks. Anything else you want to say, Valicia? No. Everybody have a good week. And um, keep an eye. I know I keep saying this. I say this every week. But keep an eye on your kids running in and out the street. You know, there's a time where people tend to, you know, want to drive a little faster. And these kids darting out between cars and stuff is very dangerous. And we just got to keep mindful. Even as we're driving, just keep mindful of your surroundings. You know, got to keep on the lookout. You know, watch out for pets as well because pets will dart out. And, you know, just, you know, be careful. Be safe out there. And um, that's about it. There's three different types of people in the world, those who don't know what happened, those who wonder what happened, people like Felicia Brown, Big Daddy, and everybody that listens to Big Daddy Hard Talk that make things happen. Have a good week. Good night. God bless you all. Hi, everyone.